This is an ICGC Cornerstone podcast. At Cornerstone, we believe in the power of the Word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. And so I'm going to start a series today titled, Who is this God? Who is this God? And today we are going to start by looking at how God introduces himself to the world. Who is this God? Please turn with me to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. I'm sure we all know where this is. As you know, in our church, we don't project the scripture. You have to open your Bible yourself. And this year, you want to make sure that you open your Bible, you take notes. You take notes. You take notes, all right? Because as I'm speaking to you, God is speaking to you as well. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The book of Genesis reveals God to all of us. How do we know God? It all begins in the book of Genesis. And as we explore the book of Genesis, we will learn a lot more about God. And our Christianity will make more sense to us. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I'll be preaching from this particular verse today. Genesis tells us the beginning of everything. Almost everything begins in Genesis except God. There is a beginning of the universe. There is a beginning of life. There is a beginning of human beings. There is a beginning of marriage. There is a beginning of the days of the week. There is a beginning of family life. There is a beginning of sin. There is a beginning of sacrifice. There is a beginning of redemption, of death, of nations, of government, of cities, of agriculture, of art, of language. The beginning of everything is in Genesis. It is a fascinating passage of scripture that teaches us about God and who he is. The beginning of everything, except God. I love what he says in in, in verse 1. He says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. That means that, number one, God is uncreated. Nobody created God. He says, in the beginning, God. Genesis is not describing God's beginning. It's describing the beginning of human beings, of humanity, of the universe. It says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. So the natural question, therefore, to ask for all of us as Christians, therefore, is that if it says, in the beginning, God, then, then, then who created God? Right? That's one of the questions that we ask. If it says, in the beginning, God, then who created God? The problem with that question is that if you ask the question, who created God, then the next question you ask is, who created, who created God? And the question will continue on and on and on and on and on and on. It will just lead to nonsense. Because we all have to agree that at some point in time, there has to be something that began everything. There has to be someone or something that began everything. And and, and so to assume or to ask the question, who created God, is to assume that there is someone that created God, or under creator before God. And, 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 and sometimes, for us as Christians, we have to understand that God is infinite. 
We are finite. We are limited. We only know a few things. We are only limited in our knowledge. But God knows everything. God understands everything. But for us, we are finite. So sometimes, because we are finite, we struggle to try to understand who created God. It's like when I ask you the question, what is the highest number in the world? Can you answer the question? What is the highest number in the world? Is it one zillion? What is the highest number in the world? You can't, you can't understand why. Because we are finite. We can't understand what is the highest number. It's the same way that we, as human beings, we try to ask. We, because we are finite, we can't comprehend fully the infinite God. But Genesis teaches us that this God that we serve is uncreated. Nobody created him. He exists all by himself. And so he says, in the beginning, God. By the time we even think of a beginning, God was already there. He was already there at the beginning of time. He existed before any beginning began. In the beginning, he was already there. It says, in the beginning, God. God is uncreated. Then it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Number two, God is the creator of all things. God is the creator of all things. That simple statement, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth, confounds the minds of so many people. The vast galaxy, the universe that we live in, the vast galaxy of which earth, the earth we find ourselves, finds itself amongst many other planets. Do you think that the earth is the only planet that exists? There are hundreds of thousands of planets within the Milky Way galaxy alone. Which the Earth, and that galaxy is only one galaxy amongst thousands of galaxies that exist. The Earth is one planet in a galaxy that contains so many thousands of universes. Thousands of, of galaxies. Many. One. God created all that there is. All that there is. The galaxy that we live in today is spinning at a speed of about 490,000 miles per second. There are over 1 billion galaxies in the universe. Some scientists even say that the number of stars in our galaxy is compared to the number of sun in the beach. That is the kind of universe we live in. It is the vastness of the universe. And sometimes for us as, as human beings, we've not even understood or explored the vastness of what God has created. But sometimes when you take time to even watch some of these scientific discoveries, when you look at, um, um, they are showing you Mars, and they are showing you Venus, and they are showing some of and you see the wonders of creation, you realize that just seeing the buildings and farms and, and things in Ghana and dogs chasing each other is, is bigger than all, all, all God has created. God has created far more than the dogs you see in your compound. Or in your neighborhood. He's created far more. He's the creator of all things. All things that we see. All things. The universe did not just appear by itself. It, it is not, we, what we see is not an accident of nature. God is the one who intentionally designed and creates all things. God did not need to create the universe. But he created it. Why did he create it? Because God is love. And love is the best expression 
of someone towards something. And so God created the earth, the universe, out of his love. Out of his love. He created the universe because of his love. The only thing that he did not create was himself. The Bible says that he has always existed. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, Oh, for all thou hast formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That means that he alone is self-evident. He's the only one who exists by himself. None of us exist by ourselves. Everything was created. Including you and I. But we serve a God who is self-evident. Self-evident. Everything we know and we see today has a cause. But we serve a God who has no cause. Who has no beginning. Nobody caused him to exist. He exists all by himself. And if nobody caused him to exist and he exists all by himself and, and he created all things, what can he not create in your life? That is the God that we serve. Romans 1 verse 20 says, that for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Romans tells us that the reason why we can know God is because when we look at the world that is created, we've come to understand that there is somebody behind it. There is somebody behind the creation of the world. And so Romans tells us that because there is somebody who created all things and is behind the creation of the world, we are without excuse. We can't say we can't know God because all that we see is not a mistake of nature. It's not a mistake of nature. It's behind everything. Consider that even the universe. The universe. If you could travel at the speed of light, it would take you eight minutes to get from the earth to the sun. If you could run at the speed of light. If you could run at the speed of light, it would take you 33,000 years to, run, to get from the earth here where we are to the end of our galaxy. It would take you 33,000 years at the speed of light. Now, if you are walking, it would take you when? <laughs> the world is so vast God created all this, all this all this to cross the entire universe that God has created that, that scientists have discovered the number of universes that scientists have discovered to cross the entire one number of universes it will take you 20 billion years that is even what scientists have discovered not what they have not seen. That is the vastness of what God has created. Why am I painting this picture of God to you? I'm telling you that if God can do all this, what can't he do for you? The God you serve is a big God. It's a big God. The God you serve is just, oh, beyond give me my daily bread, give me food and give me water. He's beyond that. He's a big and a mighty God. He's the God that we serve. And this same God... Who is the creator of all things? Number three, created out of nothing. The Bible says he created out of nothing. 
The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That word created is that word bara in the Hebrew, B-A-R-A, which means to create out of nothing. It is not like as if God says, oh, I'm about to create the heavens and the earth, right? And then he says, oh, give me some, um, uh, give me some wood, and then give me some what again? Cement. And then give me some, let me now create the, God did not create the heaven and the earth out of pre-existing material. It's not as if there was something that was there and God took what was there and then says he's going to create the earth. He created the earth out of nothing. There was nothing that existed before the creation of the earth and the, and the heavens. There was nothing that existed. It's not as if, oh, God took some, something from somewhere and decided to put the earth together. No, 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 no. He created out of nothing. There was nothing, and yet God could create. That's the kind of God we serve. He did not need anything to create. That's the kind of God we serve. The only thing that he created out of pre-existing material was when he decided to create man. Was when he took the, after he had created, he took the, the soil from the earth. And he formed man and he breathed into man and man became a living soul. That is why even when you die, you will leave your body here. Because it belongs here. This body will be left here. I hope you know when you die, you will not just go to heaven like that. I hope you know that. That's why we will put you in a coffin six feet down. You will leave your body here. Because you will get another body in heaven. Hallelujah. He created everything out of nothing. But you may say, ah, but how did he create the earth? Out of nothing. How did he do it? The Bible says in, in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. God spoke and the earth came to pass. The power of God's word. He called it forth and it came to pass. He called for light and light came to pass. He called for the animals and the animals came to pass. He called for vegetation and it came to pass. God called them forth. For you and I, if we want to create, we need something to create. But when God is creating, he needs nothing to create because he's God all by himself. And if you can call light out of darkness, what can't he call out of your life? What can't he bring out of your life? We serve a God who created out of nothing. When nothing existed, he created. That is the God, and even when Sarah had passed childbearing age, God is able to give her a child. It is the God that we serve. The God who is not limited by nothing. Stop thinking as if God is you. Stop relating to God as if he's you. Don't come to God as if he's some uncle who, when he has money, he can bless you. And when he has money, he can't bless you. Don't come to God this year as if, he's a, as if he's a man. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it and will he not do it? Don't come to God as if God is, is, is somebody you know. Some, some person who can help you who is limited. We serve a God who creates out of nothing. Out of nothing. He brings everything to pass. That is the God that we serve. Chris, out of nothing. Even if you look at the, the earth, where our earth is, is positioned, the earth is in the sky, spinning. Our, our earth is spinning around the sun, spinning, rotating. 
but yet your life is not rotating out of, out of place. He put all these laws in place. There is, no, there is no stick holding the earth. In fact, scientists say that if our earth moves one, a few miles close to the sun, it will melt. If it moves a few miles away from the sun, it will freeze. That even if the diameter of the earth shrinks a bit, the atmosphere will become dense and, you, and, and, and will not have enough heat. But if it expands too much, we have too much heat that no, no, no life form can survive. Everything is just perfect. Do you think it's coincidence? When scientists try to take God out of the picture, they, they are just, they are, and they are struggling. They're struggling to do it. But we serve a God who created out of nothing and put the earth where it is at the perfect position because, he, because that is what can sustain you and I and sustain the life that we have on earth here. If God can create out of nothing, what can he not create for you this year? If God can use his words to create life, when he speaks a word into your life, do you believe that he can bring it to pass? If somebody tells you that, that, that you cannot make it, that you will not make it, and things will not turn out for you, and God tells you that you are going to make it, which one will you believe? The God who created out of nothing? Or the circumstance that you see surrounded, that you are surrounded by? You have to ask yourself that question. But for you and I, we must understand that the God we serve is a God who created out of nothing. The Bible says in Psalm 33, verse 6 to 9, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. It says, And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He said, said that God spoke and heavens appeared. It all appeared by speaking of, by his words. The Bible says, He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. He says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. In this year, what God has said is what you must say. Because the Bible said, when he spoke, it was done. In this year, many will say what they see. Many will say what others are saying. Many will complain and, 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 and say things based on what their circumstance is telling them. But for you and I who believe a God who created out of nothing, we must say what he says. Because if you don't say what he says, you will not see what, what he can do. You say what he says, the God who created out of nothing. That is the God that we serve. It, it is just so, um, it is unbelievable, my friends, that all the world that we see today was created out of nothing. That God just said it and it came to pass. It just shows you the awesome power of this God that we serve. He shows you the might and the greatness of this God that we serve. He shows that this God that we serve is not ordinary. You know, many times when we come to God as Africans, we come to God because we want, we want a solution. We come to him and say, oh, God, bless me. I, I need a new car. Bless me. And so, and so that has been our prayer for so long that when you ask a Christian to describe God, all they can describe him is that he's giving me something. Beyond what God gives you, you, can't, you there's nothing you can see about God. But this year, you must draw close to God because the more you know him, the more you know what he can do for you. All you think he can do for you is only a, a, a minute fraction 
of all that God can do for you. And this year, you must draw closer to God. Hallelujah. Because we serve a God who created out of nothing. Not only does God create out of nothing, also God is distinct. He's different from his creation. God created the heavens and the earth, but he's bigger than the heaven and the earth he created. God is not limited as the heavens and the earth are. God has no beginning as the heavens and the earth have. Although he created it, he is distinct from it. He is not it. He is not it. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 12, it says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. It says, who can do it? It says, who has measured the heavens? Who has measured the scientists are even still trying to understand this universe we live in? How big it is. Scientists are still trying to understand it. But this God who created it, created it, but yet he is not it. He is bigger than it. There are, there are religions that teach us things like, oh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the universe is God and God is a universe. So now you, you even find people who are pray, praying to the universe. You find people, now you find people saying on social media, they say things like, oh, the universe will bless me. Who is that? What is, what is that universe? What, what is that? They say, and, and some of you say it because you think it is sophisticated. You say it because you think it is smart. Christians, we copy, so, we copy blindly. Because some celebrity says the universe blessed me, you also say the universe blessed you. That universe they're talking about, there was one who created a universe who is not the universe. He is bigger than what he created. He is not just what he created. He is bigger than it. And you must understand the God that we serve is not only, is not only far, but he's also near us as well. He's greater than the earth, and yet he's close to us. He's greater than the earth that he created, and yes, we can pray to him and feel his presence as well. God is transcendent, and yet he's immanent. He's far, and yet he's close at the same time. That is, and and, and, and so, so don't think that God is the universe. Some say that, oh, God is the tree, and God is the, is the soil, and God is, the, is this and that. And now you even find people, sometimes you find, you find some people, they go to church or they go somewhere and they say, oh, a, a pastor has stepped on the soil. And, and people pack the, the sand that the pastor has stepped on. And take it to the house and put it in there and say, I will prosper. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? People say, oh, the chair that the man of God has sat on, they, they want to touch the chair. To get healing. You are worshipping created things. When you have one who is bigger than what is created. People, people do all kinds of things. In the name of saying that God is in the soil. God is in this. God is in that. And we have to be very careful. And we must understand that in this God here, if we are going to draw closer to God, we must understand that God created all things and yet he is greater than what he created. He is not limited by what he created. We must understand it. We must understand it. That God longs to fellowship with us. He is bigger and greater and he is mightier. And that is why the psalmist says, who is the man that you are even mindful of him? What, what, what is it about us 
that this great and mighty God who wants to relate to us on a personal level. What is it about us that this great God who wants to come in the likeness of humanity to come and die for our sins? What is it about us? It tells us that although this God is great and is distinct from us, yet he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants. And if you have this God in your corner, what can you not do? If you have this God on your side, what can you not achieve? If you have this God who goes before you, what can you not overcome? Don't, this year, don't panic and live like as if you don't have a God. Don't live your life as if there is no God. Don't live your life as if your destiny is only about you. Don't live your life as if you are the only one who can solve all your problems. You have a big God on your side. He is in your corner. The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't live as if you have no hope. As if there is no reason to hope, to believe, to trust God. Don't live your life this year that way. Get closer to this God that we serve. Draw close to him. Know him for yourself. When you get up in the morning, read about him. Study about him. Understand him. Pray to him. Talk to him. Let this God reveal himself to you this year. Let him be your God. Let him be your God. If he says he will take care of you, he will take care of you. Let him be your God. If he says you walk through the fire and you will not be burned, you must understand that you walk through the fire but you will not be burned. Let him be your God. What God has said is what he will do. Let him be your God this year. And I like what our general said, Dr. Otabel said during the crossover service. He says that many people have made pastors their God. Don't make a man or a woman of God your God. You must believe God for yourself. You must believe God for yourself. You must understand that although God created us, he's bigger than us. And the things we cannot do, he can do for us. In the places where we are limited, we serve a God who is unlimited. Let your focus and your gaze be on God. Let it be on God. Don't take your eyes off God. When you go through the difficult moments, understand that God is with you. Even when you can't feel his presence, he is right there with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There are times you go through difficult times and you can't understand, is God with me? Has God left me? Hey, maybe God has left me. That's why I'm going through this. He is right there with you. Even when you can't feel him, your faith must remain in him. Because faith is not a feeling. Faith is a conviction. He's right there with you. He will go before you in this year. Let your faith rest in the Lord. Keep your confidence in God. The God who promised you this year is the same God who will fulfill what he has said in your, in your life. God is bigger than his creation. The world may have its challenges, the world may have its limitations, but we serve a God who has no limits, he has no boundaries. Nothing can contain him. Nothing can stop him. Nothing can limit him. Nothing can prevent him. Even when the economy is tough, we have a God who has all things. Who can give you exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. You serve a mighty God. 
God is distinct from his creation. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 also teaches us that God is eternal and in control of the world. He is eternal and he's in control of the world. He doesn't just have a beginning. No, he doesn't have a beginning. And so because God does not have a beginning, nothing cost him. Nobody cost him to come. Everything is created, but we serve an uncreated creator. The Bible says in Psalm 136, verse 3 to 9, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for his mercy endures forever. To him alone does great wonder, for his mercy endures forever. To him, by wisdom, he made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever. He made the moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. The God you serve is eternal. From everlasting to everlasting you are God. The God you serve is eternal. He's always existed. He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is it the God who rescued Daniel out of the lion's mouth? What can he not bring you out of? Is it the God who made a way for Esther when there was a, a death threat on her people? What can he not do for you? Is it the God who brought Joseph out of prison when he was falsely accused and forgotten by others? What can he not do for you? Is it the God who, who, who gave Hannah a child when, when, when her, her adversary was laughing at her and mocking at her? What can he not do for you? What can he not do for you? Is it the God who gave Abraham and Sarah a child after so many years? What can he not do? When we even past childbearing age, what can he not do for you? This year, stop talking as if your God is a man. Stop talking as if your God is a government. Stop talking as if your God is your neighbor. Stop talking even as if your God is your pastor. You must know who stands with you. You must know who is with you. You serve the uncreated one, the one where everybody may abandon you and forsake you, but he will never leave you nor forsake you. That must be your conviction this year. This year you must determine, I'm going to walk with you, God. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to trust you because there is nothing you cannot do. We serve this God who is able to take a slave girl like Esther and make her a queen. We serve a God who is able to take Joseph in a land where he, he, he was a foreigner, a slave, and make him a prime minister. That is the greatness of our God. The God who can take somebody who is nobody, somebody who everybody has given up on, abandoned, don't see anything good in the person and can make that person great. That is the God that we serve. Don't talk as if your God is nothing. I've showed you who your God is. Don't talk as if your God cannot do anything in your life. I've showed you who your God is. Don't talk as if, if nobody calls you and mentions your name by, by a prophetic word. Or the, don't, call, don't talk as if nobody gives a prophetic word. God has not already given a prophetic word in his word. Don't talk that way. You serve a mighty God. A mighty God. The Bible says in Romans 4 verse 16 and 17. 
as I wind down this morning. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith. Of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us, of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of all nations in the presence of him. Who believed God, who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist. As though they exist. You serve a God who calls those things that don't exist as though they exist. That is why in this year, what God will do in your life. When people see you, they will say, ah, you've always been like this. Oh, you have connection. You know somebody. Somebody's giving you money. Somebody's favoring you. But they don't know that you have a big God in your corner. Because you serve a God who calls those things that don't exist as though they exist. That is the God that you serve, my friends. In Hebrews, it says, by faith, we understand, Hebrews 11.3, that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of the things which are visible. It tells us that all things originate from God. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. When God created the earth, he didn't use angels to create it. He didn't use special people to create it. He created it himself. It's God's direct work. That all things are the product of God's word. All things. The Bible says he spoke it and it came to pass. All things are the product of God's word. One of the things that you can be assured of, my friends, is that you may not have much. But if you have God's word in your heart, there is nothing that can stop you from getting to the place that God has destined for you. You may not have much, but if you have God's word in your heart, when hopelessness tries to strike you down, it it ignites hope in you. When you feel like giving up, it stirs up faith in you. When you have God's word in your heart, everything may come against you, but you will overcome. We are not those who think that we've made it because of our efforts alone. We are not those who think we've made it because we had some special connection somewhere. We are those who understand that we have a big God on our side. If you know that the earth was created by the word of God, then you must value that word that created the earth. Because if those words could create the earth, then those same words would take care of everything that concerns you. The earth and everything that we see is the product of God's word. And we see in Hebrews as well that things which are seen are not made from things that are visible. Things which are seen are not made from things that are visible. The stars were not made by any product that God put together. God did not put chemical compounds together and made the stars. His word made the stars. His word made the sun. His word made the soil and the plant. It is his word that brought it to pass. His word. And everything that you are believing God for, it is his word that will bring it to pass in your life. Things which are seen were not made from things which are visible. Were not made from things which are visible. Things which are seen. 
that God will do it for me. When, I mean, when you are making those confessions in your life this year, and you, and you are making those declarations in your life this year, sometimes people will think you are crazy. They will tell you, use common sense. Use common sense. Can't you see? In your family, nobody ever made it. Can't you see the, the track record of your family? Nobody ever got this. Use common sense. Why are you saying you are the only one who will do it? Yes. Because I have a big God on my side. A big God on my side. That is why I can say the things I say. Our, our Ghanaian prophet said that if, if a blind man said he, 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 he was what? He will stone you. He's standing on something. <laughs> the reason why we say what we say is because we serve a big God. There are others who love to complain. There are others who love to embrace hopelessness. But this God and how he introduces himself, he says in his word that the things which are seen were not made from the things which are visible. So if you develop your expectation this year based on, on the money in your, in, in your account, or you develop your expectation this year based on what you have, if, you, if that is what you are building your expectation on, then you don't need God. You don't need God. That is why they say you will say some crazy things and people will say, how will you do it? How will you do it? With what power will you do it? With what ability will you execute it? You are saying it because you are going to agree with God. And you are going to partner with God's word for your life. Because when you partner with God's word, the things which you, they will see will come out of things which are not seen, which is the word of God. Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.